it has nice moments. I I get I get what you like about it. I like those things about it too. I enjoyed D- I enjoyed Steven, the two hotel scenes also. These movies are the only meat and cute I get nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I just broke Chris's heart. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 498 with a review of Happy Anniversary. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm not happy. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week. Uh, happy anniversary. Steven isn't very happy. You know, I, I was going to make a joke about how it's we're two away from being 500th episode, but mm-hmm. that's not actually an anniversary, right? Because yeah. it's not, so it doesn't really matter. But anyways, uh, opening question just for funsies on this episode um, the uh, the main guy, he and his friend have their own little. Uh, it's kind of a startup that they're doing. Sure, <laughs> they're trying to make these shirts. Uh, their pitch is basically our logos are smaller than other people's logos. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 Which, we're, to be <laughs> fair, doesn't seem any more dumb than all of high fashion from where true, I'm sitting. True, but uh, yeah, my question for you, Stephen, is: Can you explain to me what their actual pitch was, and would you buy their shirts? I think their pitch was obnoxious douchebags go bigger and bigger on the shirt. Yeah. Like, I I, <laughs> I don't really know why. Their one example appears to be a, a like, a Ralph Lauren polo icon just getting bigger and bigger, which is not true of, <laughs> of the polo brand as far as I, yeah. I'm aware. Uh, but they're basically saying, you want to go tasteful. You want to go small. It looks like a plain shirt. It doesn't look branded. It isn't something you want to read, but... It's just enough to have like a little bit of a something something, and yeah, maybe I would get something. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of of the age now where I feel like I don't want to be primarily wearing shirts that you have to read, right? I think there have been, <laughs> I, I've I've learned that that isn't as cool as it was maybe like in high school. Um, <laughs> Do you want to tell everybody what your shirt currently says on it? Oh uh, well, so first of all, I'm wearing a a dank hoodie that I got yesterday. But underneath the hoodie is a shirt that says Stuart Colbert 2008, which should give you a little bit of a an idea of like how long I keep T-shirts before I throw them out. But anyway, I I think there is a market for sure for having like a a not heavily branded T-shirt that looks adult but is still like something that isn't just like a plain black Louis C.K. T-shirt. So yeah, yeah. yeah I would I would get a couple. Right. What about you? Yeah, I, I just, I just, in in my head, I didn't know what they were offering that was not the normal thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure all polo shirts have like some sort of little tiny embroidered thing right there. Right. <laughs> so I was very confused by their pitch. I, I think it's T in particular that they're talking about. Like, is it normal for a T-shirt to have no branding except for a tiny little bit? Oh, maybe not. I don't, I've I've never gotten a designer T-shirt. Mind blown. So my follow-up question for you: mm-hmm. You know, with like Christian movies. The movie is really just a ploy to sell the book that oh, yeah. the movie is about, but also is being referenced by the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Netflix made this film <laughs> to sell T-shirts? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but speaking of Christian movies, Joanne and I almost saw uh, I Can Only Imagine this weekend. Why would I was going to try to make you review it, but we didn't, we didn't get around to seeing it. <laughs> Yikes. 
Yeah, that you can't. I maybe if you got me drunk first, I would walk into one of those movies. But I don't find the same perverse well, joy. Well, what, that, I, what I love about this is that from the name, I assumed I can only imagine was going to be a movie about like a person who has a near death experience where they see what heaven is like, and this will be a film that uses the same name as the Mercy Me song and like. Maybe the song is going to play once in the movie. Yeah. But no, this is just a movie about the making of that song by Mercy Me. And that's all it is, is like fake lead singer living his life. Also, he can build up to this one glorious moment where he peaks the contemporary Christian music charts. Yeah. I'm down for that movie. <laughs> it so, looks so dumb. Like, how many times could they sing that song? I, like, I, I don't know what they're going to fill an hour and a half with. And I want to find out. <laughs> and yeah. God's Not Dead 3 is playing at the same theater. So, like... Double feature. It yeah, we, like. we could have us a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be super honest. When the, when the when I first saw the trailer in theaters for that movie, I assumed the song was real, but I had never heard it before. Wow. <laughs> so you you admit this on Easter Sunday of all days, <laughs> heathen. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Uh, but yes, it is Easter Sunday. We didn't even acknowledge that yet. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if I should dance with you or in awe of you be still. It's a quote from the song. I assume so. Um, but yeah, we should stop quoting this song that apparently is a big deal. Um, and the film, which apparently is making some money because people are buying tickets to go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to move you past it. Nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about Happy Anniversary, the one, the latest Netflix original film that came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the trailer for it last week. Yeah, or, when uh, were we together when we saw the trailer for it? Because I remember having a moment. I, I text you. I, I was on a page just looking at... I, I got stuck in one of those YouTube rat holes where you're just like suddenly in a playlist of trailers for upcoming Netflix original films. Right. <laughs> and then I saw this trailer and I was like, oh, I'm so going to watch this. And then I just texted you and was like, so we're doing a review of this at the end of the month, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we're going to do that now. We're going to play the trailer for Happy Anniversary and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Love. It's the meaning of life. It's powerful. It's not. I'm not happy. What? Okay, so tell me what's wrong. I don't know. I miss the person that I met three years ago. That guy was romantic. Romantic. You're pissing in front of me. Yeah, I'm staying hydrated. You should be happy for me. Well, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, except I eat fish. And pepperoni on pizza. Because that doesn't count. Mr. Wolfington, attorney a dog. He's a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Wow. Fuck you. The only time I'll ever be happy again is when you're fucking dead. I didn't say that. I heard you. I didn't mean it. This is so hard. It doesn't have to be. I just want to be happy. It's not called gently reclining in love, it's called falling in love. Because, yeah, it could hurt, but you're never going to know unless you jump off the ledge. You are so worried about everybody else that you don't give a shit about the one person that's supposed to matter most. Well, that's so nice, Sam, but when's the last time a cabbie gave you a blowjob? Does an Uber driver count? That's not funny. I'm not laughing. It is kind of funny. He loved him. So, you're just going to lay here and let him go? Stop punishing yourself. Find something simpler. Maybe Molly and I are just too different. 
Like I see the glass of water as half full. She sees the water as poison. You don't understand how much pressure there is for me. I mean, it's easy for you. I don't want to have a baby when I'm an old man who can't pick up his fucking kid. I could think of nothing you would love more than not having to carry your baby. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, so that was the trailer for Happy Anniversary. It is the story of a couple who has been together for three years, and uh, on the morning of their anniversary, um, you know, morning seems to be starting out all right for the guy, but then the girl mentions that she is unhappy, lets that just slip out uncontrollably, and what proceeds is uh, some arguing about what that means for the future of their relationship. And um, yeah, Stephen Miller... What did you think of Happy Anniversary? Oh, okay, so when you texted me about Happy Anniversary, you said you likened it to the film Landline, which was a movie that we both loved from last well, year. Well, so I, that's when I recently, that's what I, so I texted you directly having finished watching right. it. Yeah. Um, so that was separate from the original, original text where I was like, are we going to watch this movie? Yeah. 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 And so Landline is a film by Jillian uh, Robespierre about uh, kids in a dysfunctional family in New York City, kind of one one couple at the center of it is struggling to decide whether or not they should stay together. The, the Jenny Slate character is having second thoughts. I get plot-wise why you likened it to that movie, but to me, the movie it, that this is a lot closer to is Comet, in that this is a random film on Netflix <laughs> that doesn't look like a real movie. It doesn't really feel like a real movie, but it's hitting some relationship thing that is interesting and different from what you're used to seeing. Yeah, but I mean, like, plot-wise, it is landline. Sure, I'll, I'll, except I'll give you for, that. Except for the male character is super charismatic and awesome instead of a wet, wet blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the movie I really want to compare this to is a movie that I don't think you've seen. Maybe you have. And it's a film called Coffee Town, which was also on Netflix starring Glenn Howerton. You're saying a lot of words. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know any okay. of them. Glenn Howard from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. But Coffee Town was a movie that was helmed by a great, like a funny comic actor who I really like and really want to root for. It had good moments. It had some good thoughts behind it. But in general, it is not a movie. <laughs> it feels like a... <laughs> Like an extended riff uh, of a TV show that like lasts 90 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Okay, I've definitely seen this poster before. Yeah. So <laughs> all, all, all that to say, I love Ben Schwartz. I think he's great. I think his charisma is really great in this movie. I also love movies about relationships. And I think movies about the middle of a relationship are very rare. Like that isn't a thing you see a lot in a film. Uh, there are exceptions like Before Midnight arguably is more than the middle of a relationship. But for the most part... Either movies are about the meet-cute or about the breaking up, and it's very rare that you actually get to watch people in a realistically long-term relationship just talking about the pros and cons, you know, like the the spark wearing off, the comfort setting in, the the feeling that maybe you missed out on some, like, magic perpetual passion machine. Yeah. I love all the ideas in this movie, and I think for the most part the ideas are really nice, but... To me, like, this movie fell so flat <laughs> in so many ways. Um <laughs> 
for one thing, while I love Ben Schwartz, I don't really believe the relationship at the center of this movie. I feel like Noel Wells here is kind of just like a knockoff Zoe Deschanel, and everything about their relationship is kind of like, hey, it's me and insert quirky character, and I, we're going to have I, quirky I, back yeah. and forth and quirky gabs, and there's going to be a dog around, and the dog <laughs> is going to come in for some like B-level sitcom-y silliness, but... Who are you and what did you do with Stephen Miller? <laughs> I understand the heart that you found in this movie. I, I just think that it, ne- it never really added up to very much. There are so many bits of this movie, like the best friend character, the Indian Russell Brand, who's kind of just like <laughs> throwaway gag after throwaway gag that never builds up into anything. And even the arc of the film, the, the arc of the film is very much about will they or won't they? Like, is this relationship worth keeping? And I would argue the movie for the most part, is so concerned with filling out its runtime with little silly bits of whatever to throw in that it doesn't actually answer that question in a satisfying way. I think it it examines a lot of things that I found interesting and very true to life about what it feels like when you've been with someone for long enough that the, the excitement of first love or whatever wears off and what you have next is kind of something that's part friendship and part romance and you don't really know how to categorize it. I, I think it nails that really, really well. I just think this is a this is a twenty minute episode of Easy about that that got dilated into a feature length film. And I feel like a lot of the padding is not great. So maybe part of it too, and I don't know if this is just me. I watched this on a TV that I think might have been doing the motion interpolation thing. So this felt <laughs> this felt extremely like low budget television for me. This didn't really feel filmic in any in the way that Landline did, where Landline felt like, you know, a New York movie with some grain you can see on the footage, right? And something that feels very movie-like. So I, I love the idea of this movie a lot, but I feel like it falls flat in a lot of lot of cases. But first, I want to hear how you feel, and then we can talk about what we both liked, which is the relationship, and we can we can spend more time on that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, listeners know I'm not a person who cares that much about how filmic something is. I want to... I, I care about the story and just, like, a journey that people go on. Mm-hmm. And while I do... I do think this film, this film is not landline. This is not going to be my number 10 film of the year. Right. <laughs> um, for new people to the show, the reason we keep referencing landline besides some plot similarities is that landline was Steven and my uh, number one or number one, <laughs> number 10 film of last year. Uh, and like we both loved just watching that film and the journey of the characters. I, I'm going. pretty sure we were the only podcast ever where multiple people voted for landline in our best of the year episodes by the way <laughs> that is true and we don't get enough credit for that <laughs> jillian robespierre by the way has directed all of my favorite episodes of pete holmes crashing this season too so she's a director to watch all right yes i mean crashing has been this has been a great season as much as it has tortured me <laughs> um but but yeah so so i i saw this trailer and i mean first of all I feel like the, the I think I saw it in an article that was like, this is like the next 500 days of summer. And that's not true. And when I watched the trailer, I didn't think that's what it was. So it, this wasn't just me like really deeply wanting it to be 500 days of summer, which was my favorite film of the year that, that came out. Um, but I, I was excited to see it. It just felt like one of those films that I'm going to sit alone at home and watch and cry a little and, and be super happy about. And I think that it does a good enough job of really like bringing in some, some good emotional beats. And I think that, I mean, 
their meet cute is great. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed, I, I just enjoyed the journey of like following them over their relationship and seeing like they seem very well suited for each other, right? Like they, they, they fit so well together and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't believe that people fit that well together, <laughs> but they seem like almost like somebody wrote them as to be together. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I just enjoyed being with them. I think the film is a little bit manipulative in the way that like both characters make extremely bad decisions that mm-hmm. seem to be overcorrected by convenience. Uh, like basically the world is sort of stopping them from making bad decisions like in that options for them are removed from selection mm-hmm. seemingly constantly. <laughs> um, but I think the film has, it's just, it's just very cute and it has some, some good moments of, Things that are sort of played for jokes that are but but are but are interesting. Like there are statements about priorities that are made by some random lady who's like they're pitching shirt ideas to. I, like, I hated everything about her and the fact that she and that whole conversation was in the movie. To me, that was where this really sank into like bad episode of the Mindy Project levels of like comedy. <laughs> really? Yeah. So to I, me, that part didn't work at all. So I I I, I haven't. I mean. <laughs> that I haven't seen the mini project, but I have you I, seen New Girl. I haven't seen New Girl either. Okay, uh, similar. Okay, um, but but yeah. So I, I I enjoyed I I like in films about relationships when outside characters make matter of fact statements to characters who they should not have authority, but somebody who they don't know telling them something straight out helps them understand that fact there, there's something about that existing like you know it's sort of like a a silent bob moment right where it's like mm-hmm. he chooses this time to speak to say something to the character to let them know that like dude like just do this right mm-hmm. <laughs> there's I, I i like maybe it's because i don't think that person exists for most people in most times in life and giving it to like a really standoffish character who shouldn't be part of the conversation any like so, something about that worked for me um, and I, I, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. So I think I would have liked this movie a lot more if it only focused on the characters of Ben Schwartz and Noel Wells and no one else. So if no one else was in this movie, yeah. if it was only them going through their history and if the fundamental question, should we stay together was subtext and not text, because I think where this movie falls apart for me is that the the characters at the center, everything we are shown about the relationship is either why it is so wonderful or moments of terribleness, right? Like there's a moment where Ben Schwartz says, I'm only going to be happy when you die. <laughs> um, there are lots of moments of like just shouting, fuck you and anger. Yeah. And the fragility in this relationship where on the day of the anniversary – this question is going to be thrown out of should we even be together? I think we might break up. I I just don't believe it. Like the the way that it gets discussed, so matter of factly, it makes it feel like a roller coaster when everything we're being told tells me it shouldn't be a roller coaster. And I think it would have been way more true to life if we just got to see more of their relationship building, more of the highs and lows, not in like comic five second cutaways but in real penetrating looks because i think this movie could have given that that it this movie definitely understands relationships like whoever wrote this movie 
has been in a relationship, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, and it gets a lot right. And I think that canniness, I, I mentioned Easy. I think Easy was Joe Swanberg's chance of showing, I understand how people relate. And I might not be able to flesh out a feature film with that, but I can give you little vignettes that are going to show the different ways that things can go right and wrong. And I think this movie could have been wonderful in that format, maybe following like two or three couples or something and showing us little pieces of how things go right and wrong. I just think most of the comedy and most of the melodrama, like the the lows are never really low because they're always undercut with a joke and the highs... I'd never really feel because I don't believe the roller coaster. And there's something about that that feels very forced and put together. Like a movie that had 20 minutes of really good ideas that had to extend to a 80 minute runtime. Like this is a short movie, so this is not a drag by any means. But I, it, it felt like there was still a lot of fluff in it. I, I, so I, I think what I would equate this movie to is a comedy routine that doesn't make you laugh out loud, but makes you constantly in your head go this, <laughs> right? Like where it's like it, it's there is authenticity to it as well as artifice. But like as you said, like it feels like whoever wrote this has been in a relationship, mm. and, and I think it nails the sentimentality and the mindset of people who are going through this. But it is trying to be like comedic in a way that undercuts maybe the story it's trying to tell but i think that like uh so you, so you keep mentioning easy and first of all for listeners easy is fucking fantastic <laughs> i don't know if you've you've caught up on season two yet i have but like i that's it's my favorite stuff that joe swanberg's done yeah, also netflix original yeah also netflix original series and 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 as you said like there is something about not stretching a story to fill an hour and a half like movie length time frame that allows you to get to just just the meat just the and like cut out all the fat and i i i can't i can't disagree with you like i bet you this film would have been better as an episode of easy um but it still it still has something to it that i i enjoyed with it like there are there are moments that like i mean come on the the jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. And and here's the thing. I, whatever, I don't know what rating I'm going to give this at the end. Whatever it is will have been bumped up at least one, like, ranking. Yeah. Just because of how much I love their dynamic and Ben Schwartz in particular. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there is plenty of charm in this movie. I think... I think the first 20 minutes of this movie are really, really good, by the way. I think this movie has a strong opening... It it right out of the gate it tells you what it's going to be about. Yeah, I think it kind of front loads most of the best material. I just also think this is one of those movies where eighty percent of the great jokes are in the trailer, <laughs> and like that is a shame because I had like a few laugh out loud moments in this movie, and they were all things that I had seen. Yeah, yeah. in the kind of snappy you know minute and a half cut of the movie, but, and I so, sort of don't feel like I got a whole lot else from watching the full the feature length. But here's when I sent you the trailer for this and said, "Let's watch this." Was it the jokes you came to it for, or was it the story? It was the story, but the the story I, held I up know. by the jokes. Yeah, I, I don't know what I mean by the word filmic because I don't, I don't mean something like oh the image quality, but something about the way a movie unfolds can either feel 
packaged in in a way that feels like concise and complete or it can feel freeform in a way that feels more like a you know extended comedy sitcom right yeah and the trailer kind of promised a movie to me one that would have a neat intro and a neat conclusion and one worldview that is trying to communicate in a clever way and i think what i got instead is exactly what you described it's more like a um like a stand-up routine this is like a series of observations about relationships and about the ways that people interact interspersed with a bunch of other funny stuff. Like there, I I would say at least like 25% of this movie is devoted to Ben Schwartz being funny when he's flustered. So we're going to get him flustered in the situation. So he has to like talk his way out of it. And those pieces just didn't land for me. And what I really wanted was a, I wanted the movie where these actors are surprisingly heartfelt and serious. And instead, I got a movie where there is heart there, but for the most part, they are all acting comedically. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think that was the shame to me. I wanted to be surprised by heart. And there are a few moments where the heart does land in a really nice, pleasant way. But by and large, I felt like I got exactly what a movie with these stars about a relationship would make you think, which is like a, you know, throw everything in but the kitchen sink and see what sticks. And yeah. There was just something about that that didn't didn't really work for me, and and that is true. I I think this is one of those films. Like I I get very nitpicky about films mm-hmm. in general, and that's but there is a certain style of film where it has to nail one emotional beat, and then I will just write off all my nitpicks whole cloth. Like it's it's things where it's like Magic in the Moonlight, right? Yeah, like Magic in the Moonlight is a very cute, very fun film that that. If it weren't for this scene at the end where, like, Colin Firth's – is it his mother? Yeah, is his mother. So. Yeah, it's like asking him questions about what he's looking for in a woman. Like, that scene makes that movie. And, like, if you were like, oh, that movie was fine, I'd be like, it was just fine. But that fucking scene at the end makes up for every just fine thing about it, right? Like, yeah. it, like so there are films about relationships where, like, if it just makes – a thesis statement about what it means to be with somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You were sloppy, but you you you, you nailed that dismount, right? <laughs> I, I I get it. I I understand. When I walked away from this movie, I had like a bit of a smile on my face, and the first words I said to Joanna was, "Wow, Chris is cheesier than I thought." Because <laughs> <laughs> I totally get what you latched onto, and I and I felt it too. I just. I felt too much other stuff on the side. Like a good example to me of how this movie is kind of overloaded with things not working is yeah. uh, um, I, I wish I remembered the, the character names of this movie. Like I don't, I don't at all. Uh, so the, the relationship is between Sam and Molly. And so Molly's father is uh, played by <laughs> Joe Pantoliano, who, <laughs> AKA Ralph Cifaretto in the Sopranos, as well as plenty of other things. Cypher in the Matrix. Yeah. So not only is he like he isn't even one dimensional. He's like a point five dimensional character. Negative dimensional. Yeah, he's a negative dimensional character in this movie, and m- most of the a, a good chunk of the movie is them having a conversation, sitting in a car that looks like the bus in Swiss Army Man. It's like that levels of production value where it feels like they're sitting in a fake car steering a fake steering wheel while like fake Los Angeles drives by it, it, this is just such a like 
It is real bad. It's though. real cheap looking. It's and real, like, it really real, feels real like dumb. these people are sketched out like they're supposed to be in an SNL skit and they just didn't remember to do the rest of it. And I feel like all characters who are not Molly and Sam fit into that demographic where there's so little of them given. Yeah, like, I don't believe like, they even exist. Their right? friends are horrible. Um, yeah. But, oh, wait. Is the one friend the guy from uh, Westworld? I think it is, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Asian guy. Anyways. But I, there's just something about all the secondary characters and all the dialogue that isn't centered around Sam and Molly that feels so, like... I won't even say B-movie. It feels like primetime sitcom-y whatever, right? We're yeah. just going to throw these people out there. And it's, to me, that really detracts from the story. No, like, so it, it's... I realize this film is not great. <laughs> I also realize that that our fries in Escondido, where we grew up, yeah. <laughs> didn't have the weird like sit in cars. And I'm goddamn angry about it. <laughs> yeah, it makes me very angry. Um, but I, I don't know. There's just, uh, you make me sad, Stephen. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to trash this movie. It has nice moments. I, I get. I get what you like about it. I liked those things about it, too. I enjoyed, D- I enjoyed Steven, the two hotel scenes also. These movies are the only meat and cute I get nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I just broke Chris's heart. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine, Stephen. You don't, you don't have to like this movie. <laughs> but when, when we're in... And, and I'm not even saying it's that great. And it, yeah. is, it is also, like, there are things in this film that, like make me mad but like the cuteness overrides the madness like this mm-hmm. is not about a film this is not a film about people who need to decide whether or not they need to stay with somebody it's about people who need to decide not to do things that will make the other person not want to stay with them right um which is like a weird distinction but like it's a thing where it's like we the audience know these people are clearly good for each other but they are just like because of their situation, putting themselves in situations that if they go through with it would cause the other person to not want to be with them. Mm. <laughs> and that's really frustrating. But I think that like when things just come together and these characters are just expressing their love for each other, it just it makes me happy. Mm. <laughs> I-, I won't take that away from you. And look, Good. when we're living together for... <laughs> A week in New York for Tribeca. Two weeks. Well, it's yeah. like a week and a half. If you want me to show up in a wig one night, <laughs> I'm willing to do that for the Spoiler Warning Podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> anyway, should we get to verdicts? Sure. All right, Stephen Miller. With your, would your cold, cold heart give this movie a must-see? Regular the caveat, wait for rental, pass the caveat, or must avoid? So I mentioned that Ben Schwartz bumps it up one ranking just because of his charisma. And I love, I, I, I just love him. I've loved him in everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, my real ranking for this movie would have been a pass with a caveat. Ooh. Because it just isn't, there's so much bloat. Like if this were any other rom-com, if this didn't have like that kind of charisma in the leads, it would easily be one of those things I would just say throw away. But I really like Ben Schwartz. I like the a few of the jokes that get into this movie. I like the dynamic. I like the meet cute. And that bumps it up to a wait for rental, which this is only a rental movie, so that isn't that harsh a criticism. But this is a this is a rental. It doesn't take much of your time. 
maybe you're going to get more out of it than I did. Maybe you won't be distracted by the things that are not great movie about it. (laughs) And you'll only focus on the central relationship, which I agree is nice. And I also think there should be more movies about the middle of a relationship, about people who have already been together for a while how does the dynamic work? We get it in little bits of sitcoms and secondary characters, right? Like you get uh, Marshall and Lily, that kind of thing. I like having a movie about Marshall and Lily at the center. So yeah, whatever. Rental, it, 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 it's nice. It's fine. But it, it it is not great by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Fuck you, Ooh. Steven. And the caveat is that it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one of those things where this is a Netflix... You're going to be like flipping through flip, 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 flip. And you're going to see happy anniversary and you're going to go like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to watch it. And it's cute. It's cute. Just fucking watch this movie. It's cute. <laughs> Let's see. Now I'm suspicious of A to Z. <laughs> no, first of all, fucking A to Z is great. <laughs> A to Z, the unfortunately canceled way too early uh, film that nobody liked except for me. I think Chris just has a manic pixie dream girl thing that clouds his judgment <laughs> when it comes to romances. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make you watch A to Z while we're eating dinner. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it for listeners. We we had. I've already to- watched the first four episodes, so we're starting on E. I guess. What? Did you already tell me that you'd watch the first four episodes? I think so. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I think that's the end of this episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? Uh, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or go to sdavidmiller.com. And I just want to mention almost every episode I write a review of a movie and put it on that blog. So there's actually a lot of stuff if anybody wants to <laughs> read further. Well, people can find me at christophermiller.com where I don't put a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but you can also find me at twitter.com slash IRL, where I also don't put a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, tantalizing. Uh, but yeah, if you want to find the podcast, that, where we all put a lot of stuff, can be found at uh, thespoilerwarning.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do that in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to get, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Happy Anniversary, if that's something I can find. Um, so hopefully you are enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we're going to take off. And uh, the next few weeks are going to get extremely crazy yep (laughs) we're going to be catching a lot of films at uh the san francisco film festival and then we're going to hop on a plane and fly to new york for the tribeca film festival um i don't know when they will all be released because it's going to be a gnarly schedule we are also working 40 hours a week during yeah yeah, during during that time so um yeah just just know that your feed will be chock full of stuff that you probably can't see (laughs) um but yeah it should be a good a good time Mm -hmm. if we don't murder each other or pass out or something like that (laughs) so yeah thanks for listening and uh, we will see you guys next time bye